that goes along with the hair straightener thing of uh, tropes I hate. So let's stick away from that, people. Also, size 10 is not plus size. So we'll do another podcast on that some other time. Welcome to A Book and a Dream with Megan O'Russell, an author's adventure in writing, reading, and being an epic fangirl. My name is Megan O'Russell, and welcome to episode 63 of A Book and a Dream. Hair. You may find your hair to be annoying. You may love your hair. You may spend hours on your hair. You may have shaved your head to avoid the whole thing. But hair in books can actually be really important. Now, if you start looking into the psychological meaning of hair changes on the internet, uh, you're going to end up in some really weird corner of the interwebs. Like, it, it gets a little strange there. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. There are studies and journals about the importance of hair changes. And I think we've all sort of learned from the whole COVID thing that how your hair looks can affect you psychologically in a very big way. Some people went a little crazy about it. I dyed my hair blue and purple. There was a little bit of pink in there too, but it never really showed up. Anyway, hair changes can come for a lot of different reasons. They can be a way of getting over a trauma. It can be symbolic of a new beginning. It can be a gift of sacrifice for something. And all of those things that are in real life also carry over into the fiction world. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about why we change hair so much in books. Before I get to that, I did want to let you all know that How I Magically Messed Up My Life is now officially available in hardback. Yep, that's right. It's really cool. It's up on Amazon. The rest of the series will be getting there as well. But to be quite honest, I wanted to try just the one and see how it looked before I went into the rest. So the whole series will soon be available in hardback. And that's super cool. It's like fancy and things. Now, I know we've chatted before about hair, but this is new information, so bear with me here. So some of the most well-known hair changes that we can look at in fiction, we can go with as easy as the gift of the Magi. Chop the hair, sell the watch, we're in love, but we have nothing. That's easy. There's also things like Joe in Little Women when she chops off her hair to have money for her family. Things like that are very common. But I wanted to look a little bit more about how we use hair as a way to tell readers exactly what's going on. And that's actually a big thing in the Grisha series, which, woot woot, Shadow and Bone is going to be on Netflix soon. Yay. If we look at Alina in the Grisha trilogy, we see her go through huge changes. I'm not going to talk too much about what those changes are because maybe you've never read the series and you're just waiting to see how it all unfolds in Netflix with an entire extra cast from another series that shouldn't be there in that place and time. But Cool. Whatever. It's probably best if you don't read it now because it'll probably really screw with your head if you dive straight into the TV series. Yeah. Maybe avoid it. Avoid it. But I'll give you one spoiler. Alina's hair is going to turn bright white unless the producers really screw it up. And in that case, it's a big symbol of her becoming something more, something more than the plain girl she was, of becoming a symbol and becoming a little bit Satan-like, God-like to the people around her. So having the pure white hair is raising her above everyone around her. And honestly, hair is a really great way to do symbols like that because if you're naked, you still have your hair. You can strip someone of their robes, of their jewels, the hair is still going to be there. And I think Lieber Dugo seems to be very fond of the whole I'm going to change my hair because I'm now a different person thing. If you go into the King of Scars series, again, going to keep this as spoiler free as I can because 
don't start it now if you haven't already done it because it's going to make your life sad. It's like reading a Harry Potter book right before the movie. You're just going to be like, there should be another house elf here. What's happening? Yeah. Anyway, so if you read that book, Han, Hani, Hana looked it up a lot on the internet. Can't figure out how to pronounce her name. There's a lot of different versions. If you look at her, she chops off all of her hair and she becomes the person that she wants to be. It's more of a representation of who she is inside. It's shedding societal expectations of her and beginning to embrace who she genuinely is. And that's amazing because it was a literal weight on her shoulders that she is getting rid of. She is getting rid of that whole aspect by chopping her hair. That's a pretty simple way to change who you are. Now, a quick note on hair change tropes that actually drive me absolutely batty. If a character chops off their hair to become more masculine and all of a sudden they're empowered, not because they're becoming who they really want to be, but because they're more masculine, that drives me crazy. Being powerful and having long hair are not mutually exclusive. We should not have to emulate traditional male styles in order to feel powerful. No, that's actually really chauvinistic and I hate it. Another one is giving a girl a straightener and she straightens out her curls and is suddenly gorgeous. Like the whole Princess Diaries, Hermione at the Yule Ball. That really drives me crazy. Like, sure, we can have people suddenly notice that someone's pretty for the first time, but can we not have it be like a hair straightener and that's it? Because come on, guys, we should be able to do better than that. Now, as much as there are some things with hair changes that drive me batty, and we've also talked about some very powerful circumstances, as an actor, changing hair does change characters. If you put on a different wig, you're going to perceive the character you're portraying differently, and the audience is going to perceive that character differently. It's usually a great thing. Sometimes you show up and they give you a gray wig and you're like, I'm sorry, how old is this character? Because the director never told me this. And then it really messes with your head and it's an unpleasant experience. But usually it's a good thing to put on the wig because it makes you more understand exactly what's going on around you. And that happens in books a lot too. Now, things that I like to do with hair in my books. In the Anna Valbrea series, she dyes her hair dark. Uh, it happens because, you know, People want to kill her and changing a little bit of her appearance could very well save her life or the people, the lives of the people around her. So she just can't look the way she always has. But it also becomes a stage in her transitioning as a character from the small village girl that she was into someone who is a part of the world. She is making changes. She is making things happen. She is working to better the world instead of just survive. And so it it helps her with that transition. It helps her put on the armor that she needs in order to be a woman instead of a girl. Yeah. There are other things in there too, but again, spoiler free, there is that aspect of it of I need to change who I was because I can't be that person anymore, and it's a visual representation of that. In a project that I'm working on right now, someone sacrifices their hair in a nun. I'm going to chop my my hair off to have money-for-you way. It gets burned off as she's doing something very heroic, and the loss of that hair for her is very important emotionally, not in a vain sort of way, but in a I've already given up so much of who I was before, and now this is just one more thing. No one knows the girl I see in the mirror, and now it's literally not the girl I was. I don't look like who I was before this point in time. And so that sort of 
compounds a bit of her trauma with something as simple as hair. Now, I know it seems vapid, it seems shallow, like hair changes all the time. All you need is like one errant child being a butthole with scissors. And oh, my husband cut off a a kid's uh, pigtail in school once when he was little. So (laughs) that's a real thing. So, you know, it only takes one butthole with scissors (laughs) having ADD and chopping through the air to, you know, change your whole look because my husband was a young butthole. Yep. So it's not something that you can get super attached to, but when we're looking at creating symbols for our characters and we're looking at easy ways to have them change how they look at themselves, how you as the reader look at them, how the people around them look at them, hair is a great way to go. Yes, you can go golden jewels, you can go clothes. Some people go with like weight loss and people lose weight and all of a sudden people are like, oh wow, you're cool now. And that goes along with the hair straightener thing of uh, tropes I hate. So let's stick away from that people. Also, size 10 is not plus size. So we'll do another podcast on that some other time. Okay. But it is important for characters and how they view themselves and how readers view them. So hair changes are very important. They don't always have to be used. We don't always have to like them, but they are very much there. And they are a physical change trope that is there to stay. Now, sometimes in Hollywood, they do it weirdly just so that people can look cute or so that they can disguise the Harry Potter cast and make them look younger by having everyone have shaggy brooms on their head. I don't know about that one. Whatever. I'm not a hair designer, not my problem, but it is something that we're going to continue to see. And as an author, it's something that I will probably occasionally continue to use. So what are your thoughts on hair changes? Do you love them? Do you hate them? What is your favorite one that you've ever read? What is the one that made you go, wait a second, that doesn't make sense, or even better, wait a second, that's really sexist. Let me know, because... First of all, I'd love to create a list of books where hair changes are important. And second of all, I would love to know what books are actually using the sexist side of the trope. Now, as the world continues to turn and we're all here and a little bit desperate and people are making changes to their lives because it's almost a year later and we're still doing this. Yup. Think about what you are going to do when you step out and back out into the world. Are you going to change the way the world perceives you because you've been in hiding for so long? Are you going to stand in the mirror and brush your hair a hundred times so that you look perfect before going to the office because it's now an occasion, even though you used to hate getting ready in the morning? Are you, like me, probably going to dye your hair blue again because at this point, why not? Think about those things, how you change what you feel about yourself when you change your hair and take that with you the next time you start reading a book and you notice that there are hair cutting shears coming out of the uh, heroine's pocket. Until next time, don't make any drastic decisions with your hair when you are drunk, upset, sad, or lonely. Bangs take a very long time to grow out. I'll see you next time. 